0: Blind Andrew John inside for Elba, Elba will score, Elba will score, Newcastle have won, but it will get the score, Big Black will score! G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. If you want to have a listen to our live reactions to both games from last night, they are the previous podcast to this one. Our live reaction to the Canberra Raiders knocking out the Melbourne Storm is available and also Valentine Holmes sinking the Cronulla Sharks in Golden Point after extra time. Incredible stuff. Both of those live reactions are available on the podcast now. We've also got Guru merchandise dropping at 8pm tonight after the Roosters and Souths game. 8pm tonight, www au to grab your merch. There is limited stock, so make sure you're in at 8 o'clock. You do not want to miss out if you are keen to grab some of that gear. But the Melbourne Storm obviously knocked out yesterday. Very, very disappointing. Pretty emotional scenes. There are a lot of players, a lot of guys that have meant a lot to the Melbourne Storm over the years, leaving obviously your Brom- Bromwich boys, your Cthusis, Like This entire franchise has been built on their shoulders for a very long time. Obviously, they these are the guys that have carried them out of the Slater, Cronk, and Cameron Smith era as well so real changing the guard moment you also lose Brandon Smith as well the hectic cheese one of the great personalities there Uh, it is crazy how much different the Melbourne Storm are going to look next year we obviously mentioned they've lost the big three Over the last five or six years, guys like Josh Adokar, Dale Finucane, now you've got all these guys leaving as well. It really is sort of a changing of the guard uh, sort of time period for the Melbourne Storm. Craig Bellamy will leave eventually. Is Cameron Munster going to be there in a couple of years' time? I don't know. It's wild. But the biggest one of the big three... Cameron Smith. Now, in my opinion, he is the greatest player we have ever seen. One of the arguments I have for that is that the next best hooker is, I don't know, Badiris Walters. I mean, some would argue that it might be Harry Grant by the end of his career, but the last two years have shown that uh, Harry Grant, as good as he is, and he might be the second best hooker of all time by the end of his career, long way to go. But at the moment, you would probably have to go one of Badiris, Walters, Benny Elias, one of those guys. You know, he's still not even anywhere near the impact that Cameron Smith was having at 37 years old. It is unbelievable. And obviously, since Cam Smith retired, they had round one of the finals last year where they gave it to the Manly Seagulls, uh, who were being called by many flat-track bullies. Gerds obviously came out and said that. Many of people agreed with him. And, I mean, the finals kind of reflected that. Let's be honest here. They were doing unbelievable things against the bottom teams, and then they got to finals and kind of got slapped around. The the Melbourne Storm, they had a week off to prepare for the Penrith Panthers who had to go around the long way and were injury-affected throughout their entire squad – And they managed to pull their pants down at Suncorp last year to go into the grand final and, of course, win that premiership. So the first game that it mattered, the first game where it was sudden death for the Melbourne Storm without Cameron Smith, hardly fired a shot. Very short price favourites. I remember actually being on uh, the YKTR Sports Podcast that week. So I think uh, Scope had COVID or something, and myself and Ice and uh, Jackson were talking about this game. and. You know, us, like everyone else, we just couldn't possibly find a way that the Penrith Panthers would win this. And uh, the Melbourne Storm, they were just too clinical. They'd just come off unbelievable records throughout the season, winning 19 in a row and being incredible. Nothing could beat them. And I remember in the lead-up to the game, I said, I, th- I think it was Jackson said to us, you know, can you see any negatives with this Melbourne Storm team? And I said, you know what? If I had to nitpick, and I didn't buy into it all, at all, but I said, if I had to nitpick, the one thing that could cost them here is that they finally start to miss Cameron Smith. I said it off the cuff. I didn't I didn't believe it myself. I thought the Melbourne Storm would be fine. And in that game, I sort of got the end of it, and I went, you know what? Jeez, it was a close game. They were in it. They just lost, lacked a little bit of direction, same as they did in the 2020 grand final, when they lacked a little bit of a direction. Who was the guy that pulled them all in and just laid down the law? Cameron Smith. They went on to win that grand final. They come back the next year in a game where they're short price favorites against the Penrith Panthers, who had gone around the hard way, had a heap of injuries and whatnot, playing wounded. And they managed to beat them. And I I sat there that day and thought, "Geez, they really are missing Cameron Smith a little bit, aren't they? Uh, They then came out this year, played great footy, obviously had injuries and whatnot, but still managed to finish fifth. I mean, as much as that's pretty poor by Melbourne Storm standards, to finish fifth in the NRL in a season is a pretty fucking good effort still. Consider all their injuries, your Christian Rolish, your Ryan Pappenhauser, your Remus Smith, your Jennings, all these sort of guys. Pretty good effort to finish fifth. But then we get to finals footy. And they're playing the Canberra Raiders, who have scraped in, absolutely scraped in uh, to the top eight. Melbourne Storm, red-hot favorites in Melbourne. Farewell game for a lot of guys there, potentially their last ever game in Melbourne. Should have been up for this one, should have been ready to go. And what happens? They, you know, pretty disappointing, let's be honest here. I know that, like, if maybe goalkeeping was a little bit better and a few things went against them, I get it. But, I mean, that's now two games of sudden death that they haven't won Since Cameron Smith. Now, I just want to take you through Smithy's record. And you might have seen it on Instagram last night. But we'll just go into a little bit more detail. So, Cameron Smith. Throughout his career at the Melbourne Storm, he obviously didn't play first grade anywhere else other than the Melbourne Storm. He played 27 games. Actually, before I tell you how many games of sudden death he played, let's have a look at his finals record, which is unbelievable. Cameron Smith played 42 games of NRL finals, which is just fucking ridiculous. He won 66% of those games, yeah? So he won 28, lost 14. Unbelievable. But sudden death games is where Cameron Smith did his absolute best work. Now, keep in mind when we we talk about these numbers with a sudden death game, your season can only finish if you lose a sudden death game. Yeah. So every single year you don't win a comp, you add at least one sudden death game to your record. Yeah. So there's no, unless you win the premiership, you have to add at least one sudden death game to the end of your season, to your tally. And when you think about how long Cameron Smith played for pretty fucking crazy, but he managed to play in 27 sudden death games in the finals. So 27 times he laced up boots for the Melbourne Storm and if they lost today, their season was over. He managed to win 16 of those. He lost 11 He won 16 of his 27 sudden death games. That is unbelievable. That comes in at 59%. Cameron Smith won 59% of his sudden death games in the finals. Unbelievable. So whenever he came up against another team that was playing for their season as well, he won it more than 50%. Fucking unbelievable. And keep in mind that every season you don't win the comp, you need to have a sudden death game added to your tally. So that you lose? It's, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. So 59% of the time he won that. He only lost 11 throughout his career. Now, when you have a look at his record in the NRL finals. Uh, it's pretty bloody impressive, Cameron Smith, yeah? If you have a look at the last five years of his career, so remember, the last five odd years, he was 32 to 37. So he probably shouldn't even be playing first grade anymore based on everyone else that has played first grade. They're normally retired by 34, 35 at max. Cam Smith still doing the damn thing at 37 years of age. So over his last five years, so 26, uh, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, he plays in 10. 10 sudden-death games. Now, keep in mind, um, 10 sudden-death games is unbelievable to play in five years. Crazy. That's how relevant your team is. Of those 10 games, yeah, so 2016, he played a prelim final and a grand final. He won the prelim final, lost the grand final to the Cronulla Sharks, which which they almost won on the last play, and he made 72 fucking tackles in. 2017, he played a prelim final and a grand final, won both of those for the Melbourne Storm over the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys. 2018... Beat the Cronulla Sharks in the prelim, lost to the Roosters in the grand final, twenty-one to six. Twenty nineteen, won the semi-final, then of course lost the prelim final, and then twenty twenty, won the prelim final and won the grand final. So he managed to pick up six wins out of those ten games, which is unbelievable. Just crazy how it played out there. So even over the last five years of his career, yeah he was still winning those sudden-death games at 60%. Now, since he retired at the end of 2020, the Melbourne Storm have played in two sudden-death games, and they've blown both of them. Both of them, they were red-hot favourites, you know. And granted, they weren't the home team in their prelim final last year, but they pretty much were. They were playing the Penrith Panthers at Suncorp. You look at through that entire... Bloody Melbourne Storm team. They're all Queensland Maroons. Like, I know it wasn't a home final, but, fuck, I think it was more of a home final playing up at Suncourt where the Melbourne Storm had been all year compared to the Penrith Panthers. And then this week, last night, obviously, they did play in Melbourne, and they were red-hot favourites in both of them. Um, as I said at the start, I think Cameron Smith's the greatest player of all time. And, mate, the longer he's retired, the more the narrative builds of just how great he was. The longer the, Me- the Melbourne Storm play on without him, the... Uh, the greater the narrative gets. I mean, Billy Slater, he leaves the end of 2017. Cam Smith goes on to play in a grand final the year after. Sorry, he leaves in 2018. Cam Smith goes on to win a grand final, Uh, obviously, in 2020. Obviously, Cooper Cronk left during that period as well. So Cameron Smith was also left to his own devices when it was these big three that carried all these guys the entire way. Still managed to win a comp. I mean, Slater and Cronk left. He still managed to win a premiership. He leaves. Melbourne can't fire a fucking shot in the finals. All they managed to do was beat the Manly Seagulls who were considered real flat-track bullies last year. It's it's crazy what Cameron Smith has achieved. Uh, and you, you even have a look like, uh, since Cameron Smith's retired, take out the sudden death games. They've won one from three, yeah? So one from three of their last f- finals games since Cameron Smith retired, yeah? So if you ever look through the entirety of Cameron Smith's finals campaign, his entire career, right? only once has he been worse than that there was one point where he lost 3 games in a row 2013 they lost they lost the qualifying final week 1 then they lost the semi-final against Newcastle they went out straight sets the next year they went out the first round 2014 so 2013 and 2014 Camp Smith did not win a single finals game yeah he lost 3 games in a row they 2 sudden death and 1 qualifying final so lost 3 finals game in a row outside of that at no point does his career ever get worse than 1 from 3 finals games at any point when you carry it over years and whatever there's a couple of times where he was 1 and 3 like 2014 he obviously lost we already sort of spoke about that year 2015 he won the first final he played then he lost the second one so for that period he was 1 from 3 but outside of that there really isn't many times where he's in a 1 and 3 situation it's fucking crazy the very early early parts of his career there's once or twice but like crazy to think that outside of once and keep in mind he played 27 games yeah so over 27 finals games across 15 16 years whatever it was Cameron Smith managed to do worse than one and three once one from three once over that entire period they've been in without Cameron Smith for two years and they've already got that record. Fucking unbelievable. And all in games that they were red-hot favorites in it to win it. Look, I've said for a long time that I think Harry Grant, he's got the potential to be the second-best hooker ever. I don't think he can jump Cameron Smith. I don't think anyone will ever be able to jump Smithy. But it's crazy to think that they have got potentially the second-best hooker ever. You could argue he'd not. Whatever, he's got a long way to go. He's got the potential to do it. And fuck, the difference between him... And Cameron Smith is day and night. I'm the biggest Harry Grant fan in the world. You guys know that I said that he was a top 10 player, a top 10 hooker in this competition two years before he made his debut. I've sucked him off for years now. Absolutely love him. But it's crazy the gap that there still is between him and the next best. Uh, You know, and I would say in this competition... Harry Grant, arguably the best hooker. Uh, the only one I could put in front of him is Ben Hunt. I think I think he's jumped Damien Cook. I think he's better than Apikura Curacao. He plays the full 80 minutes and everything. So I would have Harry Grant as the best hooker in this comp right now, outside of Ben Hunt, who doesn't play hooker, but is just a fucking freak. And yet still, he's nowhere near Cameron Smith in that same side, full of superstars, Munster, Hughes, all these guys. And there is still just this gaping hole in the nine jersey. And it's not so much what Harry Grant does, it's what... Cameron Smith used to bring it's the intelligence it's the smarts it's the just the little nuances for the game that Cameron Smith just knew inside out that he probably couldn't have explained to you how he did it or what he was doing. It was just second nature for him. Impossible to replace. Uh, the Special guys in sport, when they retire, they actually get better the longer they're out. Joey's had that sort of effect. You look at Michael Jordan. He gets better the longer that he's out. The more praise that he gets, nostalgia starts to kick in. The records start to stack up of how teams go after he leaves and whatnot. Joey was exactly the same. It's crazy how this is all um, playing with Cameron Smith. Cooper Cronk's a bit similar. I think people appreciate Cooper Cronk more now that he's retired tired and they can look back on it. Obviously, the Roosters are still being very very successful and stuff after he's there, but it is crazy. The career of Cameron Smith, it just keeps elevating itself, and it's even getting scary how much it's elevating himself when he's not playing anymore. Simply, the gap that he's left is elevating him even more. It's pretty crazy. They've still got one of the greatest coaches of all time. Two years ago, the end of 2020, I was sitting there going, well, could Craig Bellamy be the greatest coach of all time? He has now done it without Slater. He's now done it without Cronk. He's just done it with Smithy. It's pretty crazy what he has achieved. I was sitting there last year going, fuck, he's won 19 in a row. No one's going to beat them this year. Bellamy's going to do it without these guys. He's going to do it without Cameron Smith, which would have been the biggest obstacle of his entire coaching career. Of course, wasn't able to get it done. He's won one from three finals since. He's lost two sudden death finals when they should have been absolutely shit-ins, according to the market, at home for this game, up at Suncorp last time against the Penrith Panthers team that had to go a long way around. It really is unbelievable. It's crazy the level that Cameron Smith is pushing himself into. And I don't know how the next few years are going to play out. But if all these guys are leaving Melbourne, they could get worse before they could get better, unfortunately. And it'll be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Hopefully all the boys come back from injury. Christian Welsh, Ryan and all these guys, and they can elevate it up to a new level and hopefully bounce back. But I'll be honest with you, as we said during the year, I'm a little bit worried about the Melbourne Storm and their future at the moment.